up again, everybody? This is Tim Seifers, host of the Heat Index. Thank you so much for checking in with us, checking the Heat Index and the pulse of the Bayou City Heat. Uh, so today is going to be really, really cool. First of all, thank you so much for the listening and the support of episode one with Joseph Fleeks. And uh, thanks, Joe, for coming on and, and sharing so many, uh, so much positivity and so many profound stories. That was very, very uh, impactful for me and I'm sure for others too. Um, the the uh, podcast episode one can be found on Apple Podcasts. Just search for the Heat Index, look for our logo, um, search, you know, their tags are Timothy Ciphers and Joseph Fleeks and then Bayou City Heat. Um, but it's pretty easy to find. It's also on buzzsprout.com. Search for the Bayou City Heat, uh, the Heat Index, excuse me, but those are other, there are other tags as well. Um, tonight, Man, I got to interview not one, but two of my teammates, which was a personal first for me. Um, and and it's just so it was just so much fun. And I can't wait for you folks to listen. Um, I have uh, Ashley Tillery, spotter for the Bio City Heat. Uh, she was on the field for my first ever put out in my career, so uh, that was pretty special for me. And uh, I hope she understands that. And I think she does. And we also have published author, public speaker, motivational speaker, former all-star in the NBBA, uh, future all-star in the NBBA, just a, just an all-around great player, an even better dude. Uh, his name is Ja'Cory Wiley, and we call him Corey. So just sit back. Uh, let's check the heat index. And uh, it's rising, man, because this is a phenomenal interview. And I uh, and I wanted to just I don't want to spend too much more time. I just want to get right to it, right about now. What's up, everybody? A personal first for Timmy. I'm being joined by two of my teammates. One being a spotter, Ashley Tillery. What's up, Ashley? Hey, what's going on? Not too much, and. One of my uh, favorite dudes on the face of the planet is uh, Corey, uh, Ja'Cory Wiley. What's up, Corey? <laughs> hey, how you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. I want to give some um, two personal things about each of you, like one for each of you relating to me because, you know, I'm an egomaniac and stuff. Uh, <laughs> for, for, <laughs> firstly, back in March when I, when I was offered a spot on the team, uh, Corey was one of the first uh, people I had extensive contact with. And we spent hours on the phone, in fact, and I was learning about him even before meeting him in person. And I was impressed, man. I was super impressed with his, uh, with his passion for just helping someone that he didn't even really know out. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, Corey, I thank you for that. And Ashley was on the field, one of the two spotters when I made my first career put out this last season. And, uh, oh, yeah. was, so that is super, uh, and, and not to mention, you know, on and off the field, just an amazing young woman. And, oh, you know, so you. It, you're welcome. And this is just, uh, this is really important to me and very uh, significant to me that you both were able to take the time and do this. Um, were you both able to hear the first episode with Joseph Fleeks last week? Yeah, yes. we together. We did. You heard it together? We loved it. Yes, we did. We loved it. Serious. It was very inspirational, and it was 
it was really, really good, honestly. And I said that before the interview here. So, but yeah, it was really good, too. I'm serious. Great job. And to Joe as well. Yeah, you know, he deserves all the props. I mean, Corey, how long have you known Joe? Man, Joe Joe came Joe came on the team a year after I started playing, so probably about going on seven eight years now. You guys seem like you're tight. Is that true? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's my boy. That's, that's one of my that's one of my best friends. That's awesome, Ashley. Do you uh, can you attest to that? Do they spend a lot of time together and you know kick it and stuff? Yes, they hanging out with each other right now. So <laughs> they are. <laughs> hey, we're, we're taking a peek behind the curtain for sure. Um, no, so you know the reason I ask is because from what I've noticed, just in my short time with the team, is just the the camaraderie, the the you know the family aspect to this. Um, you know, a lot of teams can can claim they are, and uh, I can just speak to my experience, and it's mm-hmm. it's just unique here uh in, in on bayou city so has that always been the culture at least since you've joined the team Corey and a- ashley were you, you you can speak to that too so uh Corey first mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah that's always been you know aspect that you know we carry you know in bayou city heat you know my teammates is like my brothers you know i do anything for them and they all know that i hope they all know that you know um and, you know, that's just how it's always been for me, you know, Joe, you know, Daryl, you know, you, you know, anybody who needs something, you know, I'm always going to be there for them. That's uh, it's amazing leadership. You have leadership qualities and, and that's, uh, you know, that's that's really cool. Actually, I mean, you know, you not being a, uh, a traditional player, you know, but still being our teammate and, and being really one of the most important parts for us to be able to do this do you have any thoughts on like the 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 uh dynamic there where everyone's really you know there for each other and uh you know yes definitely i know i just it feels like i just started you know so this is my second world series um being the spotter so even when I first came, like a few years ago, a couple of years ago, actually, um, they really embraced me. You know, they put like full confidence in me to be their spotter and they really made me feel comfortable on the team. And they really are, you know, a family, you know, they welcome you with open arms. They make you feel like you're a part of them and the whole group and the family. So it's like, it's genuine, you know, Bayou City Heat is like a genuine family team. You know, everybody hangs out with each other after practice, and <clears throat> they hang out with each other, like, every single day, you know, talk to each other on the phone and give great advice, and it's, like, really a close-knit team, and it's sincere, and that's what I love about it, and it made me feel comfortable with just being in addition to the family. So, yeah, it's great being on the team, honestly. No, no. uh no bull crap here. I have a grin from ear to ear just hearing that because that's that's what this is about. It's not just yeah. about to me, for me, and I get the sense for for others too, is that it's like you don't have to be you don't have to have the blindfold on to be a part of this. You know, mm-hmm. and in fact, you know, you cited right. folks are the biggest part, in my opinion, because we couldn't do it without you. Corey, talk about how uh 
how, how vital it is to have so much support from our uh, our sighted coaches and volunteers throughout the season, regional tournaments, World Series tournaments, what 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 have you? Ah, uh, they they are like you said, they're they're a huge huge piece of you know the NBBA, you know as a whole, you know without our our volunteers, you know our spotters, our coaches, you know the umps that take time out to you know, ref the games for us, you know, we wouldn't be able to just play beat ball, you know, same with the people who um, create the equipment, you know, it, it goes, it's so much that goes into, you know, the game of beat baseball that some people don't even, you know, just appreciate, but it's, it's just so much. And, you know, without our coach, you know, JC, I appreciate everything that he do, you know, Ashley, you know, um, Anyone who you know volunteers across the NBBA, you know we just we just thank y'all for you know the time that y'all take out to you know just help us and support us. You know our pitchers, of course, can't forget Fonzie. You know one of the best pitchers out there. You know so we so just Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Hey Fonzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know. It's cool to get to like know these people, and then like I wonder how many of the volunteers that come to like, for example, the World Series that are first-time volunteers for our for our uh, for our tournament, and I wonder if they knew what like what to expect or if it met their expectations. Meaning, like when I when I was introduced to the sport, I thought it was just like, hey, go you know go try this out so you feel better about yourself, right? And mm-hmm. like. You know, get off your ass and 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 uh, and and go get active. You know, in a recreational way. That's what I thought it was. And then I go out and I hit, I, I make contact for the first time, and I was sold. You know, I was, you know, I, I understood what it was right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But how, you know, I I I can't help but admit that I didn't know what I didn't know. So I wonder, you know, if they're well, I, I just I, I should ask them, you know, next time I have a chance, ask us, you know, a sighted volunteer who's, you know, maybe a first time. Um, have you ever had anyone comment uh, to either of you? I mean, I'm sure you have. Can you give an example of a time someone's um, volunteered and, and given uh, their thoughts on what we do? Cool. Oh, yeah, I had I had people. Um, I think it was I think it was last year. Um this was the first time that I had it where um, we just um, had this. I think it was in Rochester, Western, Rochester, New York. It was Rochester, Minnesota at the World Series. And we had um, host family, host families. And a, a lot of them, it was the first time ever seeing um, the beat baseball. And, you know, they didn't know what to expect. And, you know, they their mind was blown from, you know, the games that they were seeing and, you know, just seeing us go out and just compete at, at such a high level, you know, they didn't they didn't know what to expect, but it 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 most definitely did, you know, exceed what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. That's some cool mm-hmm. insight, Ashley. Do you do you uh, what what is the reaction you get when you tell people that you are a spotter for a beat baseball team? I know people don't really know like or haven't heard about beat baseball before so it's it's fun when I tell them you know have you guys heard of beat baseball do you know what it is and then just to explain to them like what the sport is about and 
what people can gain from it. And I remember when I created a, a package, like a video for my internship at Great Day Houston, and just to record like the highlight of the whole team and what they got, what they do on the field, and also what they do off the field. It was really great creating that package just to let people know that you know don't give up, and it's it's a sport, but it's more than a sport. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, it's a team effort, but it has like a deeper meaning. You know, you can, you know, um, this sport is all about, you know, not giving up, but also all about, you know, helping each other out. And, you know, if one person doesn't have this, the other person can help with this thing and that thing and stuff like that. So I just love how, when I explain to people about beat baseball and what the game entails, but also tell them what they can get from it, the education that they can get from it, and also, you know, what, you know, the players can get from it. So I love people's reactions when they first hear about beat baseball, you know, and then I can oh, yeah. show them the video of the package I made. So it's a great feeling. And, you know, when Ja'Cory, he does his – um his books, like his book signings, and he talks about beat baseball, it's like a great feeling to just enlighten people and let them know something they didn't know about and stuff like that. So then they can, you know, start to be engaged more. Like, cause, you know, since they never heard of beat baseball before and then they hear from somebody and then they'll, you know, understand it more or they'll be more curious. Yeah. And then that puts beat baseball more on the map. And stuff like that. So it's a great feeling just to be the first people or the first person to introduce the sport. And so people can be more engaged and look forward to it. And it can get bigger and bigger and bigger each year, you know? Oh, yeah. It's ever evolving. It's so cool. Like, you know, social media can like sometimes be a sewer. But I will tell you that Mm -hmm. for our selfish ways, uh, not ways, but for our, you know, um, for our purpose, it is uh, a, a platform um, mm-hmm. Ashley just brought up something super important, and uh, I'm here with Ashley Pillery and Chikori Wiley, uh, spotter for the Bayou City Heat, and you know just a defensive and uh, offensive all around stud for the Bayou City Heat, Chikori, Chikori Wiley. Um, <laughs> so I want to just talk about uh, you know vision to dream. So Chikori is a is a writer, he's a speaker, he's a beat baseball player, and he's just an awesome dude. Um, what, what, first of all, tell, tell us about vision to dream and then tell us what was the driving force behind you writing that book. Well, vision to dream is a book that's, for you know, everyone, you know, who had a goal or, you know, a dream and someone told them that they couldn't accomplish it. You know, vision to dream, that book is for you. You know, it's a children's book. But it's in the aspect of a children's book, but it's not just a children's book. You know, a adult could read the book and get something out of it. Really, in life, you know, you could do something and, you know, it might be the smallest thing. And, you know, you get something, you might learn something from, you know, uh, I always say, you know, I always be happy about, you know, the big, you know, I'll, I'm sorry, excuse me. I always say that. You know, when you do something in life, sometimes, you know, you have to be happy about the small things that happen in life. 
You know, you just can't be happy about the major things. Some people just look for the major things and they overlook the small things. But Vision of Dream is just about, you know, a young boy who wants to accomplish his goals of going out and playing baseball, but he's visually impaired. And, you know, the coaches, you know, they want, they don't want him to play for the team. You know, they tell him that maybe he'll be better off doing something else. You know, he almost ends up being crushed under the weight of, you know, them telling him that he can't accomplish what he wants to do. But, you know, that's when he finds the baseball. You know, it's, and it just says that, you know, you could do anything that you want in life, you know, maybe with a few different variations, you know, just like us with these baseball or Maybe it's somebody else who wants to, you know, do the Paralympics with, you know, maybe they're in wheelchair, wheelchair basketball, or, you know, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, maybe you have a, a, a flat on the way to work. You know, it just it just depends on how you're going to handle that situation when it comes to you determines, you know, everything in your life. Mm. Sounds like perspective. Yeah, perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth, man? So it's got to be deeply personal to you. I, I mean, obviously, but it, it, had oh. the idea... Had the idea to write it been something that was stewing for a while? Did it just come to you? How, how did you, like, what made you decide to write the book? Is it because it was so personal to you and similar to, to your yeah, story? It was, personal, it was personal to me because, you know, I'm a, my whole, my whole life, my whole life goal and, you know, my whole existence is like is to give motivation to people and, you know, I wanted to think how how could I, you know, motivate somebody in a different way. I'm a speaker, but how else can I motivate somebody? I could write a book. What can I write a book about? You know, I play beat baseball. You know, this is something that I can turn into, you know, getting someone to come into my, you know, seeing, seeing my point of view, seeing where I'm coming from, but letting them know that, you know, this doesn't have to just relate to beat baseball. You know, this could relate to anything in life. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, if you're 65 and you feel like you lost that touch and you feel like you're feeling old, that's only your way. You know, that's only like a mindset. You know, you could you could wake up every day and feel like you're 20 years old again if that's what you want to do. You know, if you wake up and you feel like you're old, and you say you old, then you're going to be old. If you wake up and you say you're going to be 20, you're going to be 30, and you're still young, you still do whatever you want to do, then do it. You know, and that's just what Vision of Dream is about. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of people just telling me that I can do whatever I want to do. You know, I had my mom like that and, you know, my dad, but... uh I never really just had others like, yeah, you can do whatever you want to do and stuff like that. You know, even like teachers back in the day, uh, back when I was growing up in school and stuff, nobody really just knew how to handle me being visually impaired and stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't just feel like somebody was just pushing me towards greatness. I felt like people was more so tearing me down. So I wanted to, you know, be able to, you know, motivate people because I didn't have that 
you know, that just super hard uh, driving force to help me push and go out there and accomplish how my goals. So it's like nothing can can hold you. Like the biggest uh, obstacle sometimes can be yourself. And I know that for sure because I I can at times be very difficult to get out of my own way. So I will tell you that I have read the book. You were gracious enough to sign a copy for me, and um, you know I I I am so proud of you. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, I'm so like happy to have gotten to know both of you. And you you know you talk about motivating Corey. I mean you you've motivated me. You know, to have a, a a more positive mindset, and uh, not just you. A lot of people have done that, but you know, it, you specifically, and uh, you know, that's a, that's a, a lot to do with the culture down down in uh, Bayou City, man. Um, a- Ashley, it seems like you are able to really get behind the book thing, and 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 uh, you know, scenes from afar that you organize a lot of book signings or get a lot of the publicity out there. Is it is it just as important to you? Because I, I feel like it is. Oh, yes, definitely. Because I just know, like, the, the moral of the story, the moral of the message. You know, we say it's the children. Um, of course, we want to use this book as a platform for people, uh, mainly children, to gain their confidence at a young age to let them know that they can do it, that they can succeed, that they can do whatever they want to do in life. You know, um, it's very important. That's why I'm just so hard on this book and just the overall message and just getting it out there because it's so important for a child to have confidence. You know, every child needs to know that they can do it because there's a, there's going to be a lot of people that tell them they can't do it or they're not good enough. So. Ja'Cory and also this book and also myself, we're really trying to get this out to, you know, parents to read this to their child every time they go to bed to let them know that they can succeed. And if they want to be an astronaut, they want to be president, if they want to be a doctor, they can do it. Of course, there's going to be some failure, you know, fail points in your life where people are going to downplay you and make it seem like you're not worth it and that you can't, you know, achieve anything so we just using this book this platform this message to just really get it out there and it's just it's very important to me as well as Ja'Cory as well as everybody else you know this book is not just for children it's for adults too you know we want adults to buy them from themselves too you know it's cool if you have a child and you want to use this book you know to read to your child but this message, you know, adults need to hear it too. Because like Shakori said, at any age, you know, it don't, it doesn't matter what age you are. Um, but it's all about how you feel and what you still need to accomplish and everything like that. And this book, you know, like we said, it's for kids. But, you know, we want kids, like, as they get older into adults, I want them, we want them to look back on this book and be like, wow this book really inspired me to be a doctor today. You know what I'm saying? We want yeah. this to like really grow with them. This is not just a temporary book. We want this book to be a classic book like Dr. Seuss, you know, that's a classic book, Oh yeah. you know? So vision to dream is just not, 
something that is just like it's just a book. It's just like an overall message, and that's what we're really trying to really push out there and to let people know that there are still books out there to motivate kids and to motivate adults. You know what I'm saying? So sure, yeah. So yeah, this is true. This this book is definitely it means a lot to me too. Really yeah, it impacted me. So you're you guys are right about that. Uh, you know, for any age thing. Tell us where we could find it. I know. Um, uh, I'll leave it up to you. Tell us where we can find it and how to, how the best way to order it would be. Well, you can go and you can find it on uh, Amazon.com. Just type in Vision of Dream. Um, it's also in the Amazon Kindle version. Um, you can go look on Kindle. Um, for anyone who's trying to get it in bulk, um, they also also sell it on um, Ingram Ingram Books. So you can just go type in um, vision dream and you can get it in bulk. Um, also, I'm going to be doing right now. Vision of Dream is in its first. You could say the first version of Vision of Dream. I'm in the process of getting it published from a publishing house, so everyone can be on the lookout for the republished copy and that classic copy of Vision of Dream. That's huge news. I feel like we just know. I know it's on. Uh, I know I, I was uh, too clued into that recently. But uh, to anybody that hears that, that is so uh, that is so rad. And, and um, you know, I hope that this I, I don't you know, I'm not getting a big head or anything, but I'm hoping that this can help uh, people be a little more aware of just how, how uh, serious this is. I mean, when you get a publishing house picking the book up, that means you know, they, they believe in it and, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you two are believable and Corey as an author, as a motivational mm-hmm. uh, person, you, you are believable and, and it, and it comes through in your writing. And more importantly for me, it comes, comes out in your, uh, in my interactions with you. So uh, that, that's Thank really you. cool. And we will, you know, we'll, um, we'll, we'll remind the listeners one more time at the end uh, where, where to find it and uh, what's good going on. What's good with that. Um, I, I do have to ask, you know, some beat baseball stuff now. Um, <laughs> and, but before that, I even want to ask you, how is, how did vision loss take place? And if it wasn't vision loss, what, what, what is the, uh, the, the, whatever you're comfortable sharing, uh, what is the, the condition or, or, or what have you about, uh, you know, your, your limitations for lack well, of a better word. Well, um, my vision loss, it, came due to something that people call in life a freak accident. You know, um, my mom, one day she told me and my uncle that we we have to go clean the room, you know, before we could eat dinner. And for anyone who knows me, you know, I'm not the biggest person, but I put food away. And even from when I was a kid, I used to eat way more than, you know, my body size even made it look like I did. And, you know, so we was in the room cleaning up and my uncle suggested that, you know, we just be kids and hide the rest of the stuff away, you know. So we're putting shoes and little toys and things like that on top of the closet and um, I turned back and my uncle was throwing the picture frame on top of the closet and the picture frame shattered 
and I was looking up at the at the glass mm-hmm. shards as they fell, and it cut my right eye. Uh, it cut my uh, my cornea and my iris, and you know, pretty much all the most important parts of your eye that you need to see. So uh, from that point, I was uh, blind in my right eye. Um, a few years later, I developed a, a really rare eye disease called sympathetic ophthalmia, where um, my immune system doesn't recognize my left eye as part of the body, so it attacks it. You know, um, over the years, I had uh, extensive surgeries. Uh, probably had a Three cataracts. I just had my third cataract removed. Probably, uh, uh, Ashley took me to that surgery. That was uh, hmm, probably like three, no, two years, uh, two years ago. And uh, I had cornea transplants, land transplants, PTK surgery, JAG surgery. Uh, I had 40 plus surgeries uh, to this day, uh, including uh, my right eye being removed. Uh, Really? Yeah. Do you have have a prosthetic? Yes, yes, sir. That made my freshman year in college. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Um, The (laughs) second, the thing that happened, I will will butcher it. Can you say it again? The the thing that happened after uh, the the immune system condition, what was that? Sympathetic ophthalmia. So was that related to the accident? Yeah, it was a it was a trauma. Uh, it was it came due to the trauma. It's a trauma uh, disease, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so I, it's kind of like my um, it lives in it's in my bloodstream now. So I just have to um, just pay attention to it. Sometimes it uh, comes out, then it goes into remission. So I have to uh, I just have to. Pay attention to what's going on. I know when. I know when something is wrong. I just go to the doctor. Okay. Make sure I keep checked out and stuff. Well, I mean, uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, how old were you? I was five. Oh, okay. So, I mean, that doesn't make it easier. I mean, I just sounded like, oh, okay. Well, they, no. I'm what I what I mean is that that was a surprise to me. Um. I don't know why, uh, but so it's something you've dealt with most of your most of your life. Yeah, I had to I had to grow up when I was young because being you know being young, living with a you know disability and stuff, you know, uh, I didn't go to a school for people you know with you know disability and visual impairments. You know, I still went to public school all the way until I graduated. So, you know, I had to, I guess you could say, live amongst the people who consider themselves the regular kids. So um, I had a lot of people um, try to tear me down, uh, call me names, Cyclops, uh, Pirate Boy, Pop Pop, like whatever, you know, names they could, you know, make us call me, you know. Um, Mm. So, you know, it wasn't easy. Um, growing up, I had to learn how to have tough skin, you know, that didn't come into a time where, you know, where I had almost 
you know, went to the went to the limit and, you know, committed suicide. But, you know, I did it, but it didn't, you know, God is good, it didn't pan out, you know, the way that, you know, it wasn't my time and, you know, I was meant to do what I'm doing now. So, you and know, so from that point on, I never just, I said I was never going to let, you know, somebody else's words just be the, be the reason why I just did anything. Man, so I can see why you're so uh, impactful and, and why you why you have such a passion for, for helping and sharing others because, share, you know, uh, sharing your story with others because um, it, it's deeply personal. It allows you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. while still being strong. And that is, uh, that's impressive, you know, and it's something mm-hmm. that I, I can't even really give uh, words that will do it enough justice. So um, can I, can I ask you, uh, so you, you, so the kids knew because it was probably fresh and like you, you lived around them, but when you travel the country and play beatball and stuff, um, you have functional vision, right? Like, Right. Obviously, obviously, does that ever present problems? Um, and the reason I ask is it prevents problems in uh, pretty much every day of my life uh, for me because I have loads of functional vision. Uh, people don't get it. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I, I think that that stinks because neither do I. You know what I mean? And, right. and um, so, you know, I, I would hate that. I hate that my confusion is trumped by others. But... Uh. It is what it is. It, did that ever happen to you? And if so, how do you handle that type of uh, interaction? Tim, on a consistent basis, my man, it, it just, it, it sucks when you go, you go in somewhere and, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to buy something at the store and someone says, what are you looking at? You know, yeah. Or, you know, um, or something like that, or is something wrong with you, or something like that. Right. Uh, I had I had happen to me like too many times, and you know, it's like people people don't know how to, you know, how to handle how to handle me. I had I've been like people don't know. Like I I walk with my cane and stuff like that, and we'll walk in and we like in the group and we're traveling together. And people are stopping and stare like they don't, they never seen like a group of like blind people with canes and stuff like that, vision impaired people with canes. And it's so, it's so funny because, you know, it's like we regular people, you know, it was, it was a time we was in Dallas and, you know, I walked, we was walking into a Waffle House and I was leading, I was leading my friend, uh, it was uh, our teammate Darnell. And uh, I believe it was Tanner at the time. And um, who was it? Anybody else with us? I believe. It was, dang, was that it? I think it might have been Hunter. Yeah, Hunter was there as well. Um, and we was coming in. I was leading them in, and there was a girl there, and she was, and she liked the uh, Tanner's shoes, and she was like. Can you tell him that I like his shoes? <laughs> and I'm like, 
<laughs> you know he talks, right? <laughs> you could just, I was like, Tanner. He was like, yeah, I say, she like your shoes, bro. You know, he's like, Tanner, I like your shoes. I was like, there you go. There you go. You know, he talks, he talks. You could, you could ask him yourself, like, oh, there's been times where, you know, I'm with somebody and, you know, they fully, they fully blind. And they'll ask me or they'll ask somebody else they with, what do they want? Um, how about you ask them what they want instead of asking me what they want? Like, right. it's, it's, life is funny. Life is funny, you know? Or the, or the super, the super crazy one is when you go, you go to a job and they're like, so what's your vision like? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's bad. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I can do. I can do whatever I want to do. You know, is it a problem? You know, so we have we have to live with stuff like that. You know, that's that's a huge piece of our life right there. You bet. Yeah, because like for me, the cane is used primarily at night. For me, you know, like during the day, I and like lately it's been cloudy here. And that's when it's like the most problematic for me during the day. Uh, so sometimes I'll use it then too, but oh my God, man, if someone sees you without your cane and then with your cane or, or vice versa, like for me, man, that's been, that's been the trickiest part because uh, I, I have allowed the world to dictate when I'm going to be safe or not, you know, based on using the cane. And, and uh, I'm getting to a point where it's okay. You know, I've met, people like you and, and my, you know, and our other teammates and, uh, you know, other people from all sorts of walks of life who, who, you know, I'm starting to see the good, uh, again, you know, uh, and that, and people and letting the, I hate to say ignorance because it has such a negative connotation, but it, it, by the definition of the word, a lot of people are ignorant to what the facts are about visual impairment. Not many are totals, you know what I mean? And right. That's just not, you know, and I, and I, I have to remember that before it happened to me, I, I really, I really thought blind meant, you know, sweatpants, dog or cane or both, uh, glasses and, and, you know, that that's it. Right. And that's just not, that's the farthest thing from the case. So I have to remember what I thought and understand that that's what most people still think. It's just right. tough, Corey, Ashley. It's tough. I, I, I often get frustrated with it. So I'm working on it and having you people I in my life. Here. I still do. You know, mm -hmm. even with all my motivation, I still I still get, you know, irritated. I get mad at, you know, when I get turned down for something that I know that I could do, but due to the fact that somebody else feels like that they know my limits and what I can do, mm -hmm. you know, that's really hard. And, you know, when somebody tries to downplay you know, me because like, it's like I, I made the decision to just wake up one day and be visually impaired, you know, mm -hmm. right. so, like I said, you know, when that, that from that moment, man, when I was 10 years old and, you know, I, that day that I tried to commit suicide in that garage and, you know, the next day that I woke up, I said, man, nobody was going to dictate how I live. Like you just said, yeah. um, I used to, I used to be, really really bad about you know not carrying my cane with me because i didn't want people to just 
see me and make fun of me and stuff like that. But when at the moment, you know, after you could you could say that the day the day that I tried to commit suicide, I didn't kill myself in the physical form, but I killed off the the scared the scared cord a person mm-hmm. that was all scared to wow. you know walk outside with my cane and be like mm-hmm. man I hope people don't talk about me or you know I I grew that extra layer of skin that mm-hmm. you know I used to have to walk in class classes and I hear people whispering about me or talking about my my disability and stuff like that you know I had to grow into the person that I am right now and you know it's it's not always that you're going to be that person. Sometimes you have to get molded into that person. So don't feel like mm-hmm. that you're less of a person right now because you you allow stuff to get to you because that's, that's just us as people. We not we can't just, you know, shed everything off. You know, some stuff is going to make it through, but you just got to know that you just got to stay true to, you know, that mindset that you already have that, you know, mm-hmm. keep pushing forward and, you know, don't allow people to dictate what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why I love doing this, man, because that was uh, that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, that helped me just now. So mm-hmm. I will, I, will uh, I, I can't, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Ashley, uh, mm-hmm. how, how did you... Um, it's like a two-part question. So how did you get involved with the team? And mm-hmm. be, prior to being involved in beat baseball, had you experience um, with with blind and visually impaired people? Um, I joined uh, about three, two, three years ago, and I joined because of your glory. Okay. <laughs> um, and a new spotter on the team. And I know I used to always go to the practices and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, sure. I don't mind, you know, helping out with the team and learning how to spot and everything. And, yeah, it's been great ever since, you know, just been traveling with you guys and, you know, learning the game more and stuff like that. So I liked it. And I'm sorry, what was the second question? So, like, prior (laughs) to joining the team or, I don't Uh know, I'm I'm actually not – privy to how long you and Corey have known each other, but had you any experience with the blind and visually impaired? Because I, I, you know, based on your answer, I'll have a follow-up to that. Uh, no. No. Okay. Honestly, no. All right. So yeah. what, when you see what, I won't say we, because I'm still learning, but when you see what s- some of us can do, mm-hmm. and, or do, or or can't do even, what what is the, what is the, like gut react, like like knee jerk reaction. Like, is it impressed? I'll let you answer. Like, what is what is it like to see some of the things that we either go through or power through? Yeah, yeah. I know you guys. You guys go through a lot. But the thing is, I was like, you know, every y'all, you're human. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm not impressed when you guys can do stuff. You know, okay. like I'm not because I'm just like okay. With you guys, you guys have different variations of how to do stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like if, like, say, for instance, I know um, 
you guys like with Siri on you guys' phone to call out to look up stuff on the internet on you guys' phone. Siri talks to you. You guys have assistive technology out there. Right. So I'm not, you know, impressed or I'm not shocked you guys do yeah, you guys not to do things. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, you know, people invent different technologies for you guys to be adapted into the world you know, and to have, like, enormity in life. You know what I'm saying? So um, I just, you know, I just look at you guys like normal, honestly, honestly, honest to God. So it's just like you can do it. So if you guys refuse to do something and say you can't do something, I I won't believe it at all because I'm like, you guys have a lot of technology out there to help you guys do something. And I know you guys are very determined to show people that you can do it. So if I see somebody that's visually impaired and they can't do something, I'm just going to be like, no, that's impossible because you are the first person or you should be the first person to prove to somebody that you can do it. You know, so honestly, I just look at everybody on the team as normal because you are normal. You just need different variations of how to do things. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. When I tell, what I first of all, that was an amazing answer, and uh, to follow up, amazing stuff from Corey with an amazing answer to to the that question. I mean, just you're you're both you both rock. Um, I I know, and to touch on what you just said, I I often tell people like I can do everything you can do. Yeah, just differently. Yeah. Um, except for driving, but that's coming down the pike soon too. The key for me, and this is again, this is a personal thing, and and that's because I didn't allow myself to adjust. It happened when I was twenty one. I'm twenty eight now, um, mm-hmm. so I have to believe what I'm saying, like, and and actually have that faith in not only myself but in God that I can yeah. do the things that you just said. So if you ever yeah. see me in the future, when well, you know, if you ever like what you just said. Do that to you know call me out on my bs or, or my you know if i'm if i'm counting myself out both of you for that matter just let me know you know that Definitely. hey because uh i i sometimes need a kick in the butt and you know this has been this is this is this has been amazing stuff this this last these last few minutes in particular amazing stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna take a we're gonna take a break just for like two seconds to promote the book and then we'll be right back and we'll talk about some beat baseball stuff What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Heat Index, the only current podcast about beat baseball, and it's covering Houston's very own Bayou City Heat. I am Timothy Cyrus, and I've got an offer for you. You should go to Amazon.com and search for Vision to Dream. It's a children's book, but it's a story that can be translated to all walks of life, all ages. It's about an inspiring young man who was told he couldn't do something. And then he did it anyways because he found a way and he persevered. It's a story about perseverance. It's inspiring. And I think you should go buy that book right now. Amazon.com, Vision to Dream. Also Kindle Books. It's going to be published by a new publishing house, but get the original copy right now before they run out. $9.99 on Amazon.com or Kindle Books. Go buy it now. And all right, we're back here with uh, Ashley Tillery Spotter 
for the Bayou Hello. City. What's up, <laughs> Ashley? Hey. Hey, and Ja'Cory Wiley, uh, one, of, one of the most impressive young men you'll ever meet and uh, a, a hell of a ball player. Um, so, you know, the first, first uh, part of our interview was just like really – really insightful lots of really cool stuff this was a personal first for me having two people on at once um and and it's been amazing uh but i do have to ask about beat baseball now so Corey, how long have you been playing when did you join the team and uh if you can tell me a little bit about how you learned about beat baseball i joined I think my first World Series was in was in uh, Indianapolis. That was my first one. That was, I believe, in what, 2011, I believe. Right. So I've been playing ever since. Uh, let's see, how did I hear about it? I went to I went to a um, a Dars a Dars convention that they was having in Austin, and. Um, we had to go to this little seminar and I was um, walking around and somebody had uh, said, had asked me about uh, if I like to do anything. And I was like, I like to run track and stuff like that. I like to run and stuff, you know? So um, they uh, then took me over to go uh, speak with Michael Garrett and he told me about beat baseball. Nah, I was like, no, I don't want to. Uh, well, I listened to it, but then I was like, <laughs> well, it's probably going to be like uh, just people trying to hold your hand and uh, yep. stuff like that. So I was like, nope, I don't think I want to do it. Um, but later that week, uh, uh, Blake Boudreaux, he told me, he told me about it, and you know, but uh, I still didn't go afterwards. Uh, but I ended up going to like a camp, a Dara's camp, and Blake was there again. And um, huh. I was like, okay, I seen I seen them a few times, so I guess I mm-hmm. should I should go play. So mm-hmm. at least go see what's going on. So I went to go went to, went to a practice, and I pretty much was hooked from there. What did you do? At, what what happened at practice? If you can remember, what happened at practice that sold you on it? Oh man, it it was it was it was just a uh, uh, once once they once I got to practice and I started they started explaining you know the aspects of what was going on. I got out there and I got my first taste of them throwing the ball at me and stuff and me trying to feel it and I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I like this. You know, mm-hmm. and I you know, I'm I like I love the I'm a high energy guy, so I like to I like to go at everything, you know, giving it my all and stuff and I was like this was something that, you know, I could give my all and actually compete in and, you know, really just have a chance at you know, being being great at it. So you, you just you knew is what I'm like. Is what it sounds like you're saying. Like, <laughs> you just knew. Well, like, you knew that this was a good fit, right? Oh yeah, I knew. I knew once I once I tried 
once I tried it out at that first practice, this is something that I was going to be doing for years. Now, for me, I explained um, to Joe Joseph last week that like when mm-hmm. I scored my first run, it was against Taiwan in 2013. We got our we got our butts spanked, but like still for for me, that was a personal hurdle I had gotten over um, right. to to score, and it winds up being against they won the championship that year, and we know how much of a factory they are, but it could have been against any team, uh, you know. To, so that's not the point. It, it's just an added layer to it. But when I scored that first run, it was like a weight had been lifted, you know. Do you have a moment that you can point to? It doesn't have to be like a run scoring. It doesn't have to be an out, whatever. Do you have a moment you can say that's where I knew or uh, that that you can relate to the relief aspect that I'm talking about? Well, you know, when I first, when I first came into the game, you know, um, I knew that I had – you know, I, I knew that I had the skills to to play the game. You know, I knew I had the skills to be great at the game and, you know, just really just ball out, you know, when I touched the field. But, you know, for a long time, you know, I had to overcome, you know, myself. I had to fight against myself, you know. I would always, you know, think about, you know, one to, you know, just help the team. And, you know, for a long time that – that hindered me because, you know, and me thinking so much about, you know, helping the team and want to help the team and want to do great for the team, you know, I was I was crushing myself under that weight. And I just had to grow into that, to that person where I just let myself flow and just know that I, I could do, I could play, I could play my position. I could, when it was time for me to score, I knew that I could step up there and score. And I just had to grow into that person. I had to just grow into a beatball player. Wow, man, that is uh, that answer is going to make JC really happy. I hope <laughs> <laughs> he'll tell you. Uh, hey, yeah. like, come on, man, you can score. All you got to do is hit the ball. Just make contact with it. I'm like, <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know. And, you know, and he always, that's one, that's one, that's one person that always believed in me. He always would, he always would say, this is your breakout year, this is your breakout year, this is your breakout year. Yeah. But, like, last year, last year probably was, like, that moment, though, that, that you say that you really just think about. I always get goosebumps every time I think about this moment. This uh it was in the San Antonio Jets game and uh J C J C was spotting and I believe it was it was Dave Benny up the bat lefty and um uh Kevin Simpson was pitching to him and you know they they hit the ball and J C JC called the four, and it was like a it was like a bang bang play. Like he called four, I'm getting down. Like the dude, I mean, he didn't even get out the the batter's box good before I got that ball. And I just remember like getting up, I'm getting out, and 
uh, JC came over, he was like, they going to tape you. Don't get around. I'm like, I've got this because I'm already prepared because I had been taped like earlier in the week uh, in the Iowa's Reapers game. And I'm over there and I'm getting taped and stuff. And, you know, my, my bench, they just so rowdy and they just, I'm just feeding off the, just feeding off the energy that I'm, that I'm feeling from. And, you know, I go back out and my boys, they just like, you, you just do it, Corey. You, this ain't going to change your game. Like, you already been taped this week and it didn't change your game. I'm just like, I'm just feeding off the energy. And, you know, um, this that, I got the first out that inning. And um, next hit, uh, Blake got that out. And then, like, the third hit, like, like he placed it, he placed it on my side again, and it was like a one down the baseline, and I had to go, I had to make that, I had to, oh man, I just had to cut that ball off at the angle, and it was just, it's just so beautiful, man. I just remember just getting up and like, that's my whole, my whole team, just my whole bench, just like, and everybody who was out there watching that game, because this was like. I think it was like the fourth, fifth position game. So, you know, it was a lot of teams that was done um, within that week. So we just, they was out there watching. And it was just, man, I just remember that moment, man. I just remember, I just remember Kevin coming over there and just being like, man, if you could, if you could play defense like that, man, why haven't you been playing defense? <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> man. The skills are real. <laughs> and like, I, just, <laughs> I just walked away. <laughs> Man, that was like, that's, that's probably like one of my, that's probably like one of my best moments uh, like ever played baseball. Like, I loved it. I can hear it in your voice, and it sounds like an aha mm-hmm. moment. Like, I'm, I'm bad, man. I'm bad. Like, you know, I, I got this now. <laughs> Didn't you, uh, what, what, where, where, did you get selected to an All Star? That was that. That was that year. Yeah, yeah that, man, man. you were that so year, good. That was, that was my first All Star team. Uh, you know, so that was that. Just that just was like the the cherry on top of that season. You know, so so yeah. it was just like, man, you know, I really just involved into a big baseball player. Like that was that was my breakout season. That JC always you know, said I was going to have, you know, mm-hmm. and now I just, I stay, I stay consistent, you know, I stay, you know, playing, playing my game and just knowing, knowing that I have help. I don't have to do everything on my own, you know, I have a teammate and that was something that I had to learn and I had to grow into, you know, and, you know, I love playing my spot. I love playing, you know, the shortstop spot. I love that spot, you know, so, you know, I hope this. I hope this doesn't offend you, but you just sound an awful lot like TB12, baby, like Tom Brady, man. You know, I like. <laughs> you don't have to nah, do that. Nah, maybe like Deshaun Watson or something. <laughs> that's another. <laughs> that's a whole another podcast, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get started, man. <laughs> um, a- Ashley, do you remember? Mm-hmm. Do you have a moment or maybe even the first time um, you successfully spotted a defensive out or 
any aha moment for you, so to speak? Uh, I guess my first time, uh, the first World Series, um, I spotted. Um, it was just like, I don't know. It was. I got you on the spot. Everybody kept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of people were very encouraging, saying, you know, you're just spider, spider, you're like you know, very precise and, and it's just, um, I got a lot of positive feedback on my first year as a spotter. So that was very, very encouraging and reassuring that, you know, I am doing a good job and, you know, other players on the team are seeing that. So just the compliments that I got from the first year that I spotted, um, it was definitely an honor and it was definitely a great feeling, um, during every game, you know, it was, a, it was pressure, you know, cause you know, a lot of people saying that you're a good spotter and that, you know, you're doing a great job and you just don't want to let them down. Like on the next game, you know, you want to keep up, you know, doing good and everything. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like that was my aha moment. Like, just to see, like, the coach and the, my teammates and other players from the other teams saying that you're a good spotter. It, it was a really great feeling. So, yeah. That's 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 awesome. And uh, I don't mean to be sappy, but, uh, well, I'm lying. Yes, I do. It, yeah. it was so awesome, that feeling. Like, now I explained a few minutes ago my first run. Um, yeah. Just as significant, but in a, just a different way. It, it could, um, was my my first put out because it had been four years. Mm -hmm. Uh, was that my fourth year? Yes. That was my fourth full season last year. Um, Uh or fourth world series. And I still hadn't had a put out and it was because, you know, there were a lot of defensive studs in Boston. Uh, I'm not going to lie, lie there, there are. Um, but more Mm -hmm. importantly about me, I wasn't in shape. Um, and I wasn't, and I was battling injuries because of the lack of conditioning and stuff. So, my time was was delayed and a lot to do with me and then i come here and i get put out there and uh listen i have a lot of work to do i have a long way to go but just to get that first one first I, I, hope, I hope uh yeah. I'll, I'll never forget and i hope i illustrated just like i was on janet's side but uh-huh. it's it's a, it's a team game so that was yeah. so <clears throat> that was so um deeply personal for me and it was a great personal goal to to have help to 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 get done is is what's important and you know thank you from the bottom right, you're a hell of a spotter you really are i can't believe you've only been Definitely. doing it for just two years yeah <laughs> it's my second year that not that just passed so yeah it was a great moment it really was and it was good yes oh my goodness gracious that was that was a fun game yeah that was, was definitely a fun game sure was i'll never forget that um cory mm-hmm. yes Corey, sir what what if there's if there's one thing that you need to that you think you need to improve upon or that you just really want to improve upon, what would that be? As a ball player, probably um, base running. I need to now, improve on my base running because me, I'm I'm already fast, 
Yeah. So, um, naturally, when you run, when when gets created. So since I run faster, when like gets uh, twirled around my ears at like a faster pace, it makes it you know much harder for me to the base. So I just want to get better at you know um, concentrating to the base and you know going through the base and stuff like that. And you know I just gotta. Uh, you know, because I don't really just like super tackling the base because I believe that leads to leads to injuries and stuff because you, you, mm-hmm. you say you want to tuck and roll, but even sometimes when you tuck and roll, it leads to a bad fall, you know, so I just don't like uh, tackling the base all the time, but I just got to mm-hmm. get better at going, going to the base, going through the base, knocking the base over, you know, um, um, I feel like I came, uh, but mainly I probably my my defense and my offense is probably one of my hugest my huge um, hugest I guess jumps in my abilities because you know it wasn't like I said you know I used to stay in my own head um, mm-hmm. on on offense and then once I kind of got the offensive aspect down. I didn't really just want to play defense, and now I love playing defense, you know, so. That two-way player. Yeah, I love being, I love being the two-way guy, you know. I like to play offense now and defense, you know. I like coming out and, oh, no, man, I got to hurry up and grab my gloves so I can go back real quick, you know. Mm -hmm. So that two-way thing, I'm going to, I'm going to, listen, I'm going to work real hard to get, get better too, but I'm going to tell you what, what I need from you. I need you to keep, keep getting better because when you lose someone like Tanner, you know, that's a huge loss and you gain Blake. And, and I hear he's one of the best defenders that, that Bayou city has had. So that's good, but you can't replace a Tanner gear. So I need you to just be, be Jacory. And just keep with that work ethic, and uh, and then and then take over that leadership skills that that I already know you have, and then you know, put my ass in the shape and tell me when I'm slipping. You know what I mean, like that type of thing. So I have all oh, the confidence yeah. in the world. You will. Oh yeah, you don't even. That's that's not even the question. I'm I'm gonna come back next season. You know better. You know um, mm-hmm. just. Just better at taking angles, better at you know anticipating when to get down. I want to get better with each season now. It's like I, I absorbed information from last season, and I'm I'm building up more information now. As you know, as I'm going, it's only gonna make me even better player. You know, uh, and plus, you know, I have one of the one of the best you know defenders you know to ever play the game. You know, John Parker. You know, teaching me. You know, and just you know, cool, cool to the boss, move with your hands, you know. Yeah. You just got to, you know, you just got to take take heed to those people who've been playing, you know, the game for years, you know. Uh, Daryl, when he gave me information, you know, Lee Rodriguez, when he gave me information, you know. Anybody who's ever told me something about, you know, playing the game, I always listened to them and adapted, you know, what they told me to what I can do and you know, all of those people have a 
huge, huge, huge uh, part and reason to, you know, why I am the player that I am today. You know, JC, you know, he helped me by just saying, man, maybe you should just uh, change your whole bat swing. You know, you're not comfortable with this. Do this bat swing. This is, you know, maybe it's more comfortable for you. And next thing you know, I made the offensive all-star team. And, you know, I'm a way more consistent bat, almost batting 700, you know. So. That was in Iowa, right? Was it? Uh, nope, that was in Rochester. And, uh, was that New York, Ashley? Yeah, New York. Okay. I, rem- I just remember because uh, we went to banquets. No, nah, it wasn't New York because Ashley didn't come. It was Minnesota. Okay. Well, regardless, that was just a, just a minor. Yeah, it, was, it was one of those. I can't remember. I'm yeah, not going to It's beside the point. I mean, like. I played a lot of beat baseball. <laughs> to paraphrase what you said, it's like be a sponge, right? Like retain that information and then apply those tools that you're learning from these these veterans and these wise, uh, you know, better, uh, coaches and staff members and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I can dig it. Um <laughs> I have a weird, a weird question now, kind of off the map. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, and, and we'll have Ashley go first, and then, Corey, you, you tell me uh, right after. What's the number one, like, what's on your playlist right now? What are you listening to? <laughs> uh, what was the last song that I listened to? Oh, my gosh. Uh... Or what's your go-to? Like, it doesn't have to be the last song. Just what's your go-to oh, okay. right now? Um, Donnie McCarklin. Okay. Donnie McCarklin, he's a gospel singer. Okay. And yeah, he has, yeah, I love his, his, um, his London album, his gospel album. And it's very encouraging and gives me motivation in the morning when I get up in the morning. So yes, that's my go-to playlist. Ashley has the best answers because that's exactly what I'm looking for. Like with that question, it's like, (laughs) You know, you tell me it motivates you in the morning, for example, and that's that's exactly what we're looking for. Uh, I have a sense that Corey's answer is going to be a little different, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> what is, what you uh, it, it, it just depends, you know. Uh, I'm more of a, a smoother, smoother music, you know. I, like it just depends on what type of mood I'm in, really. Um, but most of the time, I like to just. Uh, chill and reflect, you know, and I like to have uh, a lot of my, you know, that's a lot of my times where, uh, you know, I call it my reflection time and that's my creative time and, you know, that's my, you know, put a new speech together, put, uh, you know, maybe a new book or something like that, think about a new idea. Um, So it just depends. Uh, I like slower stuff like, you know, currency or you know, uh, older like Wiz Khalifa and stuff like that. Um, you you listen to you listen to Black at all? Hmm. You know who Black is? Kodak Black. No, no, Black is uh, it's like the the first letter is it's not a B, it's a six. So like, if you were for me, when I have to tell Siri I want to listen to him, it's like, hey Siri, play Six Lack. Uh, he's an Atlanta like uh, uh. R&B artist. <laughs> I thought you might be into him, so. There's uh, there's a tip. He better pay me for this uh, 
for that for that uh, shout out. No, I'm kidding. That plug, I was saying. Um, so, what are our plan? What 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 can we do realistically in 2017? I mean, for me, I want to win a damn championship. But what do we got to do to the point where we can compete for one? And you, but this is whoever wants to go first. Well, every person, every person on the heat just has to come, um, come in knowing, knowing what they can do and just play their position, play their spot, and mm-hmm. trust the person that's playing behind them, but trust the person that's playing in front of them, and we'll mm-hmm. win a championship. All right, all right, and um, I would say just be consistent. Um. I know we all come in with a positive attitude before we even hit the field. We come in with a positive attitude, but, you know, just keep it up. You know, I know the days are long, okay? They are so long, and it's so hot outside, and it's just uh, on the field for hours. But uh, we do keep our positive energy. You know, we do keep our positive energy. It's just that it just the sun just takes the energy out of people, but um, just be consistent with the the uh, positiveness that we bring on the field. And even when we come off the field to take a break, um, that will, you know, definitely get us to the championship. And also just continuing to encourage each other, you know, yeah. we all each other support system and, you know, every teammate, you know, is helpful in their own way and very supportive in their own way as well. So just keep that going and just keep hustling, bustling at these practices and keep a, a fresh mind and everything. And yeah, we can definitely win this, uh, this coming year, next Consist- year, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 consistency. What a, I mean, I'm telling you, JC, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, <laughs> if he's anything like you know, <laughs> the coach that I think he is, and know what he is, I should say, he's going to love yeah. these answers. Um, <laughs> so consistency, and I like how you put it in not just on the field, but off the field as well. So, right. I, I love it. You know, we've developed a cult. Well, I shouldn't say we, you folks developed a culture that I'm just so happy to be a part of and, and comfortable being a part of. And, uh, you know, that's something to be, there's something to be said about that. Now, if we just work hard and, and leave it all out on the, on the field, when we have our chance, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to do some big things. And I have a lot of hope for, for 2018 and beyond for that matter. So, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, I think that's a good place to end. I want to, I want to one more time, plug the book and, and let people know where they can get it. So it's Amazon, uh, Ja'Cory Wiley. Why, tell, tell, tell them where they can find it, Corey. Well, you can find it on um, Amazon.com, uh, right on the Vision of Dream, or you also could go on Kindle Books if you have a Kindle, and you could grab it off of the Kindle and the electronic version, or you could be on the lookout because I'm about to get the book republished in, by a publishing house. Um, so it's going to be, you know, bigger better and just you know bringing you motivation absolutely and ashley when you when are you next on the radio i will be next week next week yeah starting off fresh and new next week and yeah so you'll be hearing me my food 
segments and everything. So yeah. <laughs> Tell us the call letters and the time. It's at eight AM on ninety point one. All right. KPFC, yes. All right. All right. I love it. Um listen to the both of you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. We just spent, you know, at least an hour talking and, and you know, you didn't have to do that. So uh, I'm glad you did. This was amazing. I'm so confident that this is going to be a, a hit. And uh, no matter what, though, I gained so much from both of you from, from doing this. So um, thank you. you know, I'm serious. Thank you for doing yeah, this. You know, this is this is beyond great. This is like serious, serious. Like I know I said this before, like you showcasing and allowing each player to tell their story. That's beyond. And we want to hear your story too. I know you tell it I know you tell it like within each interview, but do one for yourself and just talk about yourself, you know? Event uh, uh you know what? I will. I will at some point. And uh I just, you know, it's the least I can do after what you folks did for me. I told you on the on, on our at our uh, the end of our last game, you know, mm-hmm. for you folks to do something for me that I was unsure anybody would do at the time, um, which was giving me a chance. And uh, for you folks to do that without knowing much about me, but just that that shows your character as a, and culture as a team and as people, and. Uh, that's that's what's that's what's up that's what i love about this sport it's a community i think that was what word we were looking for earlier it's a community it's bigger than the individual and uh mm-hmm. you know but you have an individual who was uh, a little bit lost uh at a loss for direction so from the bottom of my heart thank you to the heat and uh you know ashley tillery jacory wiley look for the book on amazon.com or amazon kindle uh, it will be published by a publishing um, company very, very soon in a different form. And and uh, listen, it's Vision and Dream. Uh, listen to Ashley on the radio, 90.1 in the Houston area. And you know what? Subscribe to this podcast, The Heat Index, on Apple Podcasts, or go to buzzsprout.com and search for The Heat Index. I have been Timothy Cyphers and will continue to be Timothy Cyphers moving forward. They have been Ashley Tillery, spotter for the Bio City Heat personal friend of Tim Cybers now and Ja'Cory Wiley, personal friend of Tim Cybers now and a former all-star with many, many more all-star selections to come. Guys, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much, Tim. Uh, No problem. All right, and that's been it. Until next time, we got Lee Rodriguez coming up next week. Lee Rod, uh, for Detail Men. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.